Live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. It's Ryan Horvat. It is not Trista Crick or Nick, but we got Sean Levine, the sports machine. He's in celebration mode. The man hasn't slept in 48 hours. Chiefs Kingdom. Back-to-back Super Bowl champs, the first team to do it in two decades. I'm jealous as a Green Bay Packer fan. I also placed a wager on next year's Super Bowl, the 2024 Super Bowl champs. We'll get into that uh, coming up a little bit later on here, uh, Sean. Also, we got to get into the overtime stuff. San Francisco takes the ball first, but before we do any of that, uh, this man literally just got off a flight. We do not want to keep him waiting at baggage. Uh, We thank him for joining us. He's probably also on No Sleep. Nate Davis, one of my favorite writers, USA Today. He's been doing it since 2000. Nate, thanks so much for giving us some time, man. How did you enjoy uh, your weekend? Uh, definitely a, a unique Super Bowl. Vegas uh, was, was something like we'd never seen before. But, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of a bit of in that whirlwind mode. haven't processed it fully. But, um, yeah, got a great, great game and a great halftime show, so that was good. Let's uh, start actually with San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan taking the ball first in overtime with the new overtime rule. Um, You know, a lot of backlash with players coming out saying that they didn't know the new overtime rule. Kyle Juszczyk says it yesterday at his press conference postgame. Your thoughts on the decision made by Kyle Shanahan there? Yeah, I had no problem with it. I mean, I think think everything Kyle Shanahan does is pretty well thought out. I mean, I think that goes back to – the Super Bowl loss with the Falcons when he was trying to, you know, stick with what was working with the passing game as opposed to what he didn't think would work with the running game. And uh, But, you know, the NFL is results-based, and it's very easy to second-guess those decisions. I mean, I thought his rationale was fine. That You know, they, they wanted the ball first, um, you know, in case both teams scored touchdowns, and then if they had the ball the third time, um, at that point, it's, it's sudden death. So, uh, but whether or not the players knew the rule or not wasn't going to change the way that he was going to call the game um you know that he was going to so there was no thought about going from touchdown on fourth and four um but again i mean i think i think analytics whatever you want to call it i mean there, there was sound logic behind your decision it just didn't work out for him and of course on the other sidelines andy reed ends up winning the game as a head coach now he adds another super bowl ring to his hand when it's all said and done and who knows how much longer he's going to be a head coach do you think he could be looked back on as the greatest head coach of all time, or do you think he's kind of positioning himself somewhere behind Bill Belichick? I mean, these these are great questions. They're fun, they're fun debates. Um, uh, I, I don't know if there's a whole lot of momentum for Andy Reid as, as the greatest ever, but I mean, I think he's certainly going to be probably on that. You know, certainly in the discussion for that, for that Mount Rushmore debate of NFL head coaches. Um, you know, he's he's having a great late career, I don't want to say renaissance, but, you know, for, for 20 years, you know, he couldn't win the big one. Uh, for 20 years, he got skewered for uh, clock management and timeout decisions and that kind of stuff. Um, but now it's it's uh, it's all coming up aces for Andy Reid. Uh, but, I mean, I also think like like Bill Belichick, I mean, he's he's following his step here with a great quarterback. And we, we saw how things went with Andy Reid when he had not, you know, elite quarterbacks uh, per se. Uh, we've seen how it's going with Bill Belichick without having Tom Brady. So, um, it's kind of hard to divorce, you know, these things sometimes. But um, I mean, to get back to your question, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Andy Reid is certainly in the Mount Rushmore discussion, and we'll see how many more, um, how many more he's going to try to get. Nate, going back really quick to San Francisco, you know, I just thought this year might be Super Bowl or bust. It's going to be hard to stay healthy again for another run to bring everybody back. They probably have one more year though with this current roster. 
Any concerns about them or Kyle Shanahan moving forward? Maybe he can't win the big one. The one thing they have working, of course, for them is they're in the NFC. They don't have to go through Mahomes and Herbert and Josh Allen and Burrow and all these guys. But how do you feel about San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan moving forward into next season? I mean, I feel good. I mean, I think you kind of hit on a lot of important things there. I mean, it kind of just seems from the, from the fluke factor that every other year or so they have some kind of major injury um, that, that can derail them. I mean, certainly they've had it at the quarterback spot through through the years. Um, you know, we've seen guys like Trent Williams and Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey earlier in his career all have major injuries. But they, they've got the personnel. I mean, you said it. I mean, they can pretty much bring back the band. I mean, we'll see if, if they, you know, try to resign guys like, like Chase Young and, um, some of their offensive linemen, but I mean, basically all all the core guys are going to stay in place. Um, you know, next year will be the last year that they can. I mean, presumably it'll be the last year they have Brock Purdy. You know, on, on this sub one million dollar salary, he can't he can't negotiate for more money until twenty twenty five. So they're they're you know I think you kind of hit on it. They're they're basically in Super Bowl or bust mode. I think next season. You know, after that, this roster is probably going to change. Um, you know, they'll have a decision to make on Brandon Ayuk. Uh, at some point, whether to try to extend them now or or, or uh, kick that can down the road to 2025, but um, yeah, I mean, I think clearly they're they're the class of the NFC. Um, they're not going to have to go through the gauntlet the Chiefs will again when Joe Burrow is back and Aaron Rodgers is back and Nick Chubb is back and the Houston Texans are better plus the Bills plus the Ravens. Um, I mean, if I had to pick one of these two teams, we'd be back in the Super Bowl next year. I think I'd be more comfortable picking the 49ers uh, than the Chiefs. I think the public agrees. It's crazy. I look at the odds, and BetMGM does not have the Chiefs as the favorite to win it heading into next season. Now, it's not like they're buried somewhere. It's San Francisco, and then it's Kansas City right there. Uh, Nate, so you mentioned Brock Purdy's million bucks. So let's say we took that million bucks, and I said, here's the deal, Nate. you got to pin the tail on the donkey. you got to tell me exactly how many Super Bowls Patrick Mahomes wins in his career, and then we'll give you the million if you get it right. He's 28 years old. He's already got three of these things. Million bucks on the line, not my money. How many do you think he ends up with? How many does he end up with? Uh, I don't know. I feel it feels like it feels like five is, is a pretty good bet. Or if, if you want to maybe set an over under at, at about five and a half. Um, I mean, I think, like you said, given his age, um, given who he is, I mean, nothing seems to, to bother him. Um, I, I mean, how long is Andy Reid going to stick around with him? But I mean, they've, they've done a very good job. Personnel-wise, with with Andy Reid and, and Brett Beach, of I mean, the, the defense is, is almost a completely different different cast of characters than what they had yeah. in Super Bowl Fifty Four. So, so they're doing a great job of kind of um, not rebuilding, but I mean, they're reloading that roster and getting younger on, on the fly. Uh, you know, they they made the decision to, to move away from Tyree Kill, and that that gave them a lot of flexibility, even even if they lost uh, the guy that made their offense truly scary, but. I think it just kind of shows that Patrick Mahomes can win in a lot of different ways and with a lot of different characters. Um, and if he stays healthy, uh, I feel like he's got another couple in him probably. You're listening to BetMGM tonight. We're talking right now with Nate Davis, just getting back from covering the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, these teams in pretty good shape. They have the two best odds, like Sean said, 5-1 to one and 7-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. So I'm more intrigued on some of the decisions that some of these other teams are going to have to make this offseason, mainly the Chicago Bears, who have two top 10 picks, number one overall. What do you think they ultimately end up doing, Nate? Is it Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels? Do they hold on to Justin Fields? What do you think they do? What do you think that they should do moving forward? Because they also got a ton of cap space and a pretty good defense. Yeah, um, I, I think it kind of ends – it pro- probably is, is dictated by how, how – what do you feel about Caleb Williams? Um 
you know, they've got, I think they've got Justin Fields for one more year on the, the cheap rookie contract and the fifth year option after that. Um, and he's obviously shown some things. We've all, we've all seen it. Um, they, they did put better players around him this year, but uh, I think, I think the allure of, of resetting that rookie contract possibly with a better player. I mean, we, we've kind of heard, you know, these, these Caleb Williams, Patrick Mahomes comparisons, at least, at least in that that might be Caleb's um, upward, upward ceiling potential. Um, but that, that's going to be, that's going to be hard to turn away from if, if, if you're, you're Ryan Poles and the Bears just get a quarterback of that caliber um, the back on some level of cost control for at least five years, maybe seven years. And like you said, to have all that cap space to, to, to build your team around. So I, I think it's probably going to trend that way. Um, then you kind of see, you know, what, what do you, what can you get in return uh, for, for Justin Fields for, for two more years of cost control for him? I mean, what would a team like the, the Falcons say be willing to pay for that? But you, you're going to get something, you know, they, they put themselves in a really good position here. Um, but I, I tend to think that they're probably going to go with a new guy offload fields. And then, uh, you know, kind of like the 49ers, you have, you have a young guy under contract for, for several years and you can, you can build up that roster around him. Yeah. And then really quick, the other team that really intrigues me is obviously uh, in the AFC West. And that would be the Los Angeles chargers who move on from Brandon Staley, bring in Jim Harbaugh. But I look at that roster and a lot of guys on the defensive side of the ball are getting a little bit older. And then that wide receiver room, I don't know how you bring back Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, they both struggle to stay healthy. Quentin Johnson didn't really look good as a rookie. Do you think the Chargers are going to be able to compete year one with Harbaugh and Herbert, or do you think that that's maybe like a two, three-year rebuild uh, to challenge the Chiefs in the West? Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be ready to challenge the Chiefs right away. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, if Jim, if Jim Harbaugh is able to kind of get them maybe to nine wins that first year, maybe in the wild card mix. Um, I mean, he's got a great touch with quarterbacks, so I really expect that he's going to, get the best out of Justin Herbert as he enters those prime years. Um, you know, the the hire of Joe Ortiz from the Ravens, I think it's going to be a really good one in terms of getting the cap together. Uh, and he's got a very good eye for talent. So I, I think that they're, they're set up to do good things down the road. Um, I mean, I think Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, I think all those guys have $30 million cap, cap hits or, or $30 million cap charges um, for 2024. So, I would expect at least two of them will be gone. Um, they've got the fifth pick in the draft. So they should be able to to uh, reload at receiver, particularly if they let Williams uh, and, and or Allen go. But um, this will be a little bit of a rebuild, I think. But but they need that. Um, I also don't think that you know the Spanos family is expecting Jim Harbaugh to win a Lombardi out of the gate. But I mean, if he can just kind of get the bad juju out of that organization and get them on the right track uh, in 2024, I think you know ownership would be pretty happy with that. It wasn't just, Nate, the Super Bowl trophy that got awarded this week. They gave out the MVP to Lamar, Rookie of the Year to C.J. Stroud. How good do you think that guy could be? Because I'm looking at all these young quarterbacks. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is the best. Joe Burrow coming off the injury. Josh Allen, don't know if he can win the big game. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. I feel like I'm talking uh, Jalen Hurts probably took a step back. Easy to talk yourself out of Dak Prescott. Nate, is he like the second best young quarterback in the NFL, or am I getting too excited? Do it. I missed the last part of the question there. C.J. Stroud, when you talk about his ceiling yeah. and where he is right now, how good do you think he is? <clears throat> well, I mean, he was he was certainly impressive as a rookie. I mean, and I, I really, you know, I, I try not to put a whole lot into combine workouts, but I really remember being impressed seeing him throw the ball um, in Indianapolis last year. Uh, obviously, there, were, there was kind of some smoke around him at draft time, uh, which 
felt felt like people planning stuff about him. But um, he had a fantastic year. And, and, I mean, the thing that impressed me, too, is it's not like the Texans brought in a whole lot of new players, particularly on the offensive side. I mean, they, you know, Devin Singletary is a solid player, but it's not like they, they invested heavily at the wide receiver position or something. And, and he kind of showed the ability to – you know, as they say, raise all boats. You I know, mean, that, that was largely him. I mean, he turned Nico Collins into a number one receiver. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's you know, very impressive what he did. Um, he's got a good young coordinator, Bobby Slowick, who's going to be sticking around. Um, and in, in a division that I think, you know, we kind of thought the Jaguars would be taking that division over. But uh, even the Colts, you know, I think could be pretty good when Anthony Richardson gets back. Uh, that, that should be a fun division to watch. But, but it kind of looks like the Texans are, are moving into position to maybe be the team to beat there. Um Again, you know, it seems like, seems like just about everybody in the AFC uh, is, is going to be pretty tough next year. I mean, even teams like the Chargers and, and Broncos, uh, not not a whole lot of easy outs in that conference, uh, particularly when we put, put the bow on, uh, can the Chiefs do that three-peat? Nate, we only got about uh, two minutes left here in this segment. Which coaching hire, other than Harbaugh, are you most excited about going into next season, maybe that you think could be a quick turnaround? Oh, man, there's so many. Uh, <laughs> Just stop well, to think yeah. about that. I mean, I, I thought I thought I thought the Raheem Morris hire, you know, as, as much as we were all connecting Belichick to that job, um, I think I think he'll really do do a nice job there with Atlanta and, and is ready to, to get that second shot at the organization. Is familiar with that organization. Um, I will be curious what what they do with the quarterback position. I, I do feel like that's the logical place for for Justin Fields to go if the uh, if the Bears decide to, to move on, but. Um, there's talent, you know, in that Falcons building. It's just a matter of, of harnessing it all. And, uh, you know, I thought Arthur Smith did, did a good job for two years with lack of talent. Not, not such a great job in year three with more of it. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, Raheem Morris is probably the one that sticks out right away. It's one that I thought was a uh, pretty decent hire. Thanks so much, uh, especially for jumping on after a long flight. Uh, enjoy the off season, Nate, man. We'll talk again soon. Off season, yeah, I would be like in June, right? <laughs> uh, Nate Davis, thanks so much, man. Give him a follow on Twitter at by Nate Davis. Does great work uh, over at USA Today. He's been doing it for a long time, and uh, man, that was—I know it was a sloppy Super Bowl, especially for my main man Trent Williams early on there. But it ended up being a great game, and we got overtime for the second time in Super Bowl history. And uh, isn't it funny how? The overtime rule, which has changed for the Buffalo Bills, ends up working out for you guys. Like, that's that's what it's like to be a Chiefs fan. You guys, man, are the new New England Patriots. How does it feel to be hated? Now, I still I don't, don't think I can explain it to you. Like, I still, like, as we sit right here, I still don't think I can explain the, the overtime. We can try come up later on the show. I'm still confused. I'm happy, but I'm confused. That's what we got to dive into next. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll hit on the new overtime rule. Did Kyle Shanahan make the right decision to take ball first? It's BetMGM tonight. Ryan Horvath, Sean Levine. 